0: Okay. Welcome to Phenomenal Woman Wednesday. So today I have three amazing, phenomenal women and they uh, agreed to sit down with me and share their story about who they are, what makes them phenomenal, as well as um, their spiritual journeys. They are uh, amazing spiritual women, very, um, enlightened. I would say, um, i came across, uh, these three women, um, based upon their own platform, What Souls, Soul Sisters Say, it's on YouTube. And um, I found the information that they provided to be very enriching, spoke to me in terms of um, my own views on how the world works. <laughs> and, um, and so I really, I really enjoyed them. So I have um, Nalo, um, Lady Dara, and Keisha. And yeah. so, um, so thank you, ladies, for being here. I really appreciate you taking time to sit down with me today. Okay, thanks for
1: having. Me.
0: <laughs> so, can you tell us a little bit about? Um, I'll start with you, um, Lady Dara. You know, can you <laughs> tell? Can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Well, um, I'm actually um, in the podcast somewhat podcast business myself i have a segment on uh, jprg radio station Um, it's an international internet station and Mm -hmm. um, it's aired every thursday night from seven to nine and uh, it's a lot of fun Uh, we we play 80s 90s music and i on my segment um, i promote entrepreneurship so of course I've had you on, and we really yeah, enjoyed that you. segment, so thank you for joining yeah. us, but um, i like to shout out a lot of um, people that are just getting on it's called Get It On Your Own so mm-hmm. I feature mm-hmm. one person different every week, and I just like to feature people that are getting it on their own and not out here looking for someone else to, to actually promote their dreams they're promoting their own dreams, and I call it digging inside yourselves and coming out with greatness, and it's just it's really nice. Yeah, that's and I awesome. Especially like to promote the black businesses.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah, especially. I mean, we're in a whole global ascension. It feels <laughs> right now, and so um, I think that's amazing. But yeah, think and thank you for having me on your show. I really enjoyed that. That was really wonderful experience. I loved, and I I listened to the whole show, and it was really, really, really good. I really enjoyed it. You enjoy, yes. Please mm-hmm. tune in anytime. We have to have you back. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Awesome. Okay. Um. So, Nalo.
1: Well, I am. We're supposed to be telling you about ourselves. Yes. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, currently, I'm not really doing work. But I am definitely working on this project with my sisters. What mm-hmm. soul sisters say, and I'm um, just doing right now a lot of creative work with myself, with writing and painting. And um, mm-hmm. I have a small group. It's not a business, but it's a, it's a wife tribe, and so I do a lot of work with them. And um, looking into doing some freelance writing and just more creative stuff is where I am right now. That's a little bit about me other than being a twin. Lady Dara is my twin sister. Yeah. And uh Keisha's the oldest sister. And um I'm a wife. Um a mom. And that's it.
0: Yeah. Well those yeah. are jobs.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Those are jobs. <laughs>
3: the wife part. Yeah. Yeah,
0: uh-huh. and, and the mom. Being a mom is big is a big deal. Big deal. Yeah. <laughs> so, thank you.
3: LaKeisha? I am, what can I call myself? I'm kind (laughs) of like a gypsy, a jack of all trades. (laughs) My career changes so often because my interests change. So I just kind of go with the flow of the universe and do whatever I feel at that time. But right now I'm working on this podcast with my sisters, which I really enjoy. And um, I'm working on my jewelry again, and I did some jewelry design for maybe about five years, and um, you know my background is in the beauty industry, so I do a few contracts with some different companies here and there, but I'm trying to really cultivate my life to become where I'm just working on whatever I feel at that time, and just... Be bringing in just multiple streams of income, but I do a lot of oracle and tarot card reading because um, I have a background in counseling as well. I'm definitely um, a metaphys- metaphys- metaphysician by birth. Just I think that's just one of uh, the re- that's one of the reasons why I'm here, is mm-hmm. to enlighten people, bring information, and um, connect the spiritual world with the physical world.
0: I love that what i do yeah i love that um and i i definitely get that from you like your energy um so i, I the way i perceived you is exactly how you described yourself so that's okay. awesome yeah um and i'd love to talk to you so we'll get into that um in terms of a tarot card reading because there are people, you know, people feel like, whoa, you know, that's like, <laughs> uh, you know, taboo, you know, we don't do that. So I, I so I, I do want to, you know, explore that with you and, and talk to you about um, all of you, how you came to a- adopt that as a practice, something that you do and felt, you know, find a comfort in it um, since you, if, at least based upon what I've seen on your podcast, you've come from different backgrounds and you've journeyed to this point. So I think that'll be really interesting. So the first question that I have for you is, um, you know, what does it mean to you to be a phenomenal woman? So we can just start with, we can just go back in the same order. <laughs> <Okay>.
2: <laughs> well, for me, I I said simply, Okay, I already kind of like prepped myself for all the questions, so I wrote it down. Because, <laughs> I mean, I am a mother of three, and they took all my memory when they left. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I have six,
0: so I, I get it. Oh, my
2: it. God. That's oh, right. Wow. You did see that.
0: You look amazing.
1: Wow. <laughs> that's phenomenal in itself. <laughs>
0: really. well, thank you. But yeah, I have six babies
1: well i just wrote
2: down that for me a phenomenal woman is people who have or women i should say who have survived the struggle
0: Mm -hmm. and
2: big struggles small struggles whatever that may be i just when they see it when they see themselves through it overcoming any obstacles and coming out on top for me that's a phenomenal woman.
0: yeah yeah i i totally agree like i always say um that a woman that has no experience or hardship is lacking in what she has to offer.
2: Exactly. Right. I, I totally agree. I feel like how can you
0: teach if you haven't experienced if you haven't experienced anything. Absolutely. I, I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nalo? Yeah,
1: I'm gonna have to agree we experience is the best teacher. Yeah. Um sure. so for me Um, because I write poetry and I'm a poet, the first thing I hear is Maya Angelou's poem. Whenever anyone puts phenomenal and woman in the same sentence, I just hear the poem going over and over. So she described it to me perfectly. Mm -hmm. Um, but she kind of encompasses, she talks about the things that you can see outwardly yeah, You know, um, with the smile and it's in my hips and things like that. But she also talks about her inner mystery in that poem. So to me, it's um, a woman who can see her fullness as a woman. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's the journey to get there. But um, that's that's the definitions of a phenomenal
0: woman. Yeah, the inner mystery. I love that. Like, I- <laughs> because you do, when you hear a phenomenal woman by Maya Angelou, you think about, um, all of the things that she describes in terms of that woman's aesthetic and the way she moves.
3: Mm-hmm. But,
0: um, I hadn't really thought about what she said about your, her inner mystery. So that yeah. is that, th- that is what makes the woman, the woman, right? Because if you have your external, like you could have a dress that's hanging on a hanger, but when you wear the dress, it gives the dress life right so Mm -hmm. it's what's inside it's it's the person that makes it so so even the stride in her hips and the swing of her hips and and all of those things that she describes Mm
3: -hmm. it's her inner
0: mystery that makes it you know makes it phenomenal so i love that yeah so that's (laughs) the the first thing
1: that i yeah that's the first Mm -hmm. thing that that came to mind and then when i went over the words again i was like she she expressed it perfectly. So she talked about the outer and the Mm -hmm. inner coming together.
0: So it it reminds me of a a book I read um, where, and I can't remember um, the author or the title, but um, they were talking about in Europe, how it's rude to ask someone um, what they do for a living. So, Mm -hmm. um, so you know, like in America, we. Like in the first 30 seconds, you you know, like, what, what do you do? What do you do? And because you're trying to figure out what box to put someone in. So um, based upon what they do, they identify with that title, the thing that they do. But um, in Europe, it's more appropriate to just get to know the person. And it's also um, appropriate not to overshare. So, um, you know, it has to be, anyway, it, your response reminds me of kind of what, I was reading in that book about um, mm-hmm. just really getting to know someone from the inside as opposed to judging the external. Yeah. 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 I, I agree. Read the book by his cover. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I thought about
3: that this morning when I was getting ready because unlike them, I really didn't prep. <laughs> but, <laughs> of course not. <laughs> I mean, I just because I can't remember anything anyway, so it just has to really come from me naturally, but I did think about that. And to me, a phenomenal woman is a woman who, after you meet her or you come in contact with her or um, anything about her essence, if you've either learned something or she changed you in some type of way or influenced you or just left you with really good vibes or feeling better about yourself or anything that you could take with you on the rest of your journey to me is a phenomenal woman
0: yeah that's that's great I, i i totally agree with that too because um one of the things that i just spoke to another guest about was um so she lost well her mother passed away um few years ago and we were taught talk- we have that shared experience and we were talking about how um we are able to appreciate our mothers even more so in in the rearview mirror like just really mm-hmm. being able to accept or or appreciate their story you know as as women and mm-hmm. so um one of the things that I, that resonated with me when you just giving your response is that with my own mother Um, I saw her as more phenomenal after she left than when she was here. My mom was schizophrenic. So there were some things about her that were really challenging, you know, growing up in terms of our relationship. But even that experience offered me, so when you say someone who's able to offer you something and, and that you can take and carry forward, even those experiences, I'm able to see more clearly what I learned in those difficult times even that benefited me. And and I now I have a totally different perspective on even that challenge and, and what it was all for. So but yeah, I love that. So who have been the phenomenal women in your life aside from one another? <laughs> <laughs> well hands
2: down, no question. Um I have my mother on the list first because She pretty much excelled at everything she put her hands through. We just literally watched her prosper our whole life. And Mm -hmm. um, my second uh, is the women that were around me, my second moms, my friends' moms who helped me grow into who I am. Mm -hmm. They sowed a lot of seeds in my life, and I've spent a lot of time with what I call my second moms for that. And then, of course, my spiritual mothers. They have helped develop me into the higher being that I'm becoming. I had to put
1: my
0: spiritual mom your spiritual mom okay all right thank you okay
1: so like my sister of course I'm going to have to pay my mom for Mm -hmm. many 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 reasons um but the one thing that I took from her was determination and hard work And that's kind of how I've modeled myself through my work ethic and things like that. Um, so that, that's first. And then, um, I was a manicurist for 10 years. And as you can imagine, I have experienced so many women. So to offer this service to these women and they sit across the table, with me and share their personal problems, their uh, achievements through business and marriages and family and just so much exchange. Um, There's a lot of phenomenal women out here. I mean, every I've had every, from every walk of life, doctors, athletic directors, lawyers, I mean, every, we're all the same. Mm-hmm. We all have the same issues. We all have the same struggles. And that's where we were able to make connections. Just seeing all of these, the world would see you as a phenomenal one because you're a doctor and a lawyer and a teacher yeah. and all these things. They share some things with me that I felt honored that they were sharing these things with me. So see all of these women, have all of these outside calculates and then also be a real woman. Mm-hmm. To me, that's,
0: that's like kind of phenomenal. Yeah. So they they had a common thread. You found the common thread through yes. all these women. Yeah. And that's interesting because um I think that's where you would offer um where your culture comes into play. Because mm-hmm. not every um not every manicurist or someone who's providing that type of service would be an ear. Or even have that kind of exchange with their clients. You know, sometimes, you know, I, I'll say for myself, like I'll go and I don't, I don't want to talk. I just want to, <laughs> I just want to sit there. And um, but, but that has also to do with what that experience might look like at that particular moment. I've also gone to get. I had a facialist, and she was like my therapist. <laughs>
1: She oh, yeah. would be
0: doing a facial, and uh, we're supposed to be this zen experience. But like, she's like, "Okay, girl, what happened now?" <laughs> we yeah, we would be talking about everything. Um, so yeah, I can appreciate that. That's that's pretty. And I I met someone who was a uh, um, she was actually on the podcast. She was um, she's an airline uh, stewardess, and when she talked about her job, she described it just like you describe yours. Like it was an opportunity for her to connect with other souls. Like it was like, that's the way she described that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah,
1: it was definitely um, a learning experience for me. And there were certain lines, of course, you try to keep that professionalism. But once that client has crossed that line and shared some really intimate personal things, and I mean, it is definitely like a therapist and mm-hmm. that's, you know, with hair, barbering, which they've done as well. Mm-hmm. Um, as so anything that you have to come in physical contact with someone, that's a, a big exchange. Yeah. And so I, I, I was honored again. And in that information that they share with me, um, is a lot of private personal. And so yeah. I felt honored in that.
0: Yeah, that is honorable when someone trusts you with their, their information. hmm Keisha?
3: Well, my first experience with the most phenomenal woman I felt in my life at that time was um, Diana Ross. Uh, We didn't have much to watch on TV growing up, but Diana Ross was on TV a lot, and I don't know, just something about her range of her creativity Mm -hmm. uh, always influenced me as a child. I just really looked at her as like the ultimate woman. Like I wanted Diana Ross to be my mom. I just wanted to <laughs> it was just Diana Ross. Like I, I love Diana Ross. So she was extremely influential in my life growing up. Diana Ross was and um, just with, with me always being like a dream weaver and always dreaming and fantasizing and just being in my head all the time. So she definitely was a mom in my head. And um, after her, I would have to say it's Angela Bassett, who I uh, uh, adore. And I think it's just the energy they give off. They Mm -hmm. give off this vibe and energy that, you know, anything is possible. They can fly. They are very in touch with whatever they're doing. You can just, you can feel it. You can feel every ounce. Of what they give off, and I, I connect to that. So, just her grace and her confidence, and her—I don't know—she's just like like a a, a a goddess, angel in my eyes. So she she's actually she's very influential. Like she, I don't know, it's just something about her energy that I just vibe with so much. What mm-hmm. I have to say the the third one is my spiritual mother her name is um dorothea and um she's actually the woman who my one of my my very first experience with tarot reading and just her ability to be able to tap into god like it was it just blew my mind every time like the things that would come from this woman would fascinate me so, and I would listen. I would re- I would listen to her because she's she's the type of woman who, if you don't want to know the truth, you don't need to call her. Mm-hmm. She's very blunt, very straightforward. She, you know, she doesn't sugarcoat anything. And you know, to me, that's the way a mom should be. You, you, because yeah. you need to know the truth about anything if you're gonna survive in this world. So, I would
0: definitely have to say her as well. Wow. So, um, one of the, so when you, you're talking about, so you've described your spiritual mom and then Lady Dara, you, you describe your spiritual Is that the same type of experience you had with your spiritual moms? Um, not
2: really. When I say my spiritual moms, I meant, um, women who I was a little bit more close with grew, growing up pretty much inside of my circle, but they evolved okay. spiritually before me, okay, and so they passed down the information,
0: yeah, okay, that makes sense okay, and then if based on all of the women that you 've described, you know what are the characteristics that you would say you 've adopted into your own life well, my mom she was um always
3: an
2: entrepreneur and i 've an entrepreneur most of my life like mm-hmm. Keisha, i have been a barber for 18 years just now retiring that <laughs> and um i would have to say uh when i when i uh look at entrepreneurship um i've kind of had my hands in other little things too on the side but mainly just wanting to, to do the work for yourself and not having to rely on other people Mm -hmm. has always been my mom all of her life so I've definitely all three of us actually adopted that from her and then aside from that also like my mom she raised three girls pretty much alone and I've also raised three girls pretty much by myself and um, just becoming the higher version of myself that I've also
0: adopted yeah Nala,
1: hi. Right. Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So I would say, um, like she said, my mom was an entrepreneur, and she she worked a lot, and so we were able to witness all of this hard work and perseverance. Our emotional connections may have not been as strong when we were small, but in hindsight, I was able to witness a very strong. Um her work ethic, and so I kind of pattern myself like I said before. Um, I have a very strong work ethic. If I work with you on a project or if I work for you with your company um, i'm gonna I'm gonna give it give it all because yeah. that's i I'm, I'm, I have a very high integrity for who I am and what I represent, and so I make sure that I take that strong ethic and need that
0: I do. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Keisha?
3: Um, I learned, i say from Diana Ross, I learned the ability to be able to, um, to like astral travel and just, you wow. know, go to different spaces and be different people and just explore different ranges of my personality. I believe that's what I learned from her, just from, you know, wanting to sing, dance, act, and just, um, I don't know, maybe like a form of imagination. She always always brought me into a form of imagination, which, I don't know, maybe that had something to do with how we grew up, because it wasn't really a lot. So that's mainly all we had was imagination. We had to create everything we, we basically played with, other than the trillion books we had in the house. And um so I, thought, I, got, I got that from her. Just wanting just to float and be a butterfly and dance around and sing and just expression, self-expression. Uh-huh. I'll say that's what I learned from her. From Angela Bassett, it was just her her ability to speak without speaking. Just her grace and you know, just her able to be observant and then she whatever she says to me is just extremely heartfelt and um, is profound. But I think her grace is what affected me the most and what I've learned from her. And then from my spiritual mother I learned how real God is. That's what I really learned. I just learned how magical The universe is and how there's so much more than the things that we were taught growing up in church and how vast um, spirit can actually be and um, just and and miracles just just you know just I don't even I, I don't even know if there's a word I can use to describe what I learned from my spiritual mother just you know because i i'm still learning so much i don't even think there's a such thing as learning everything but mm-hmm. it it opened the door to uh, now i believe in that that whole phrase anything and all things are possible i definitely learned that from my spiritual mom
0: okay so you think um so prior to to now or prior to the influence of your spiritual mom you didn't believe that all things were possible,
3: I believe that
0: um, I believed more so in the obstacles
3: than in um than in the miracle aspect. It was like I would look more towards because church kind of just taught me to focus on the obstacles and um, you know just trying to break through
1: mm-hmm.
3: and that experience taught me you know, about the other side of the breakthrough, you know, and, and, and it just increased my, everything I've always felt as a child, even since I've been here, it was, it just validated. Mm-hmm. And um, so it did, it did make me feel like, okay, there's no limits to this because of how everything just went down it broke all of the, it broke. I don't believe in obstacles. I don't believe in barriers anymore. I like, I don't believe in any of those things. Anymore. I just believe those are avenues that you just go down. You don't go down that way. That's just the wrong it's way. It's journey. Exactly. Yeah. It's just another direction you have to go. It's not even uh, uh, your obstacle. If there is a barrier there, that means you're just supposed to be going in another direction. So it's really there to protect you. That's how I see it now.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. That's the perfect segue into my next question. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so, well, first, I want to ask you, Keisha, when is your birthday? May sixteenth. Okay.
3: I'm a Taurus Sun. I'm a Virgo Rising and Aquarius Moon.
0: Okay. Awesome. <laughs> and what what about the two of you? When when is your birthday? Since so you're twins, so you have the same one.
1: <laughs> January first. Oh, Capricorn.
3: Capricorn. Okay. They right. know they're rising. I told them. <laughs> and they
2: moon sun. Aquarius rising. Moon is Sagittarius. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm July 20th. I'm a Leo, but I don't know. Oh, uh, you're a cuss, baby. So you're Cancer uh, and Leo. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, you're right on the cuss. <laughs> <laughs> you're both sides. Mm. I can see that. I can yeah. see that because um, I think I definitely, uh, the stereotypical Leo, I think I'm definitely her, mm-hmm. but I can also see um, myself as being more of service too. Like I, I think I kind of, there's duality there. Like I, I can see that. Yeah. Um, so, so my well, next. go ahead. But a lot of duality. It's so complex. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So my next question is um so you, you all are very transparent about your spirituality. You talk about a lot about that on your um on your podcast. How do you um how would you describe your spirituality versus like formal religion? That's so easy for
2: me. <laughs> spirituality, in my opinion, is just one word, love. And I feel like religion They they focus a lot on um, judgment and um, Mm -hmm. uh, condemnation. And I don't feel that you can mix with love and God is love. He is the highest vibration of love. And until you just become love encompass that whole energy of being love. I don't understand how you can, I don't understand how you can align with God in, this, in the universe, or I just don't.
0: Yeah, you know
1: what I mean.
2: I do. I mm-hmm.
0: do you know what you mean. Mm-hmm.
1: We know what you mean, Dara. <laughs> <laughs> what
0: do you? So, what would you say, Nala? Um, I would
1: describe my spirituality as kind of like a an inner knowing. Mm-hmm. Um, because when we were in the religions was always something you were going to get go to church to meet god or go to this one for that you're always going outside yourself Mm -hmm. so now to me it's more of an inner um knowing and when the things that you were looking for outside you turn that and you go inside and um you might not always come out with the answers that you want you mm-hmm. Most definitely will come out with the answers that you need at the time yeah. that um, they are needed. So it's more of a, an inner knowing for me now.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Keisha?
3: Um, I see religion as just man-made rules. You know, in whatever country or whatever religion you practice, it's just a bunch of man-made rules as, as all it is. Because at the at the end of the day, all the religion's goals are the same. You know, peace, love, prosperity, and, you know, the end game is the same, but how you get there, that's the middleman part with the man-made rules. So, I believe, um, my, once I've learned so much more, it's levels to it. So that, to me, is like, baby. so once you get past all the baby food and, you know, that toddler stage, then you're in, you know, this vast universe of the, of every it, it encompasses all things. Yeah. So you this level of I mean how can I describe it? You know, like um I believe that the universe is God. I love the term God. So Gaia God, the universe to me is all the same. And I believe I'm directly connected to this universe. This is just my playground. And, you know, I speak and I command the things that I want. And then the universe rearranges everything and it comes to me. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like I'm just in connection with nature. You know, just the earth, the wind, the stars, the sun, Mm -hmm. the trees. And that's Gaia. And to me, that's God to me. Mm -hmm. It does not come in any type of man-made form to me. There's no man on walking on the face of the earth that can surpass the level of God or nature. There's this there's, there's no such thing as that to me in my head. I believe that, you know, nature is everything and all things. And that's that's my form of spirituality, my relationship with the spirit world. Yeah. Me, that is what's spiritual. That is what's here for us to connect to. And everything in between is that just that man-made stuff. That's just that <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's, that's not my thing, that part.
0: Yeah, I could, I totally relate to all of what you guys said, because um, when you're talking about um, formal religion, it, you know, God is in the cloud with the gavel, right? Mm -hmm. And then down below is the lake with the brimstone and the fire. So if you don't do this, then you're going to, you know, be cast into that lake. And, um, and like what you said, Lady Dorot, like, how can you um, have god be this all loving being if you know you don't do what he says you're gonna be you know et- spend your eternity in that lake that exactly. <laughs> doesn't seem very loving Exactly. <laughs> you know?
3: I, think, I think it's more or less of like a metaphor yeah you know? can look at these religions and the, the things that we read as metaphors because we all know that if you make a certain decision there's a consequence for yeah, it yeah so. that's true and we've all probably felt like we were living in hell at one time I know I have <laughs> and then you know <laughs> well, you to yeah heaven and hell is here on uh-huh. earth and you can decide you're either gonna live in hell and live it you know be in it physically or you're gonna have a heaven-like experience while you're here mm-hmm. and you can live in heaven. So I believe that duality is our reality.
0: I believe mm-hmm. that here, so. So but it's I, a decision. I, yeah, yes.
3: And I, I think that religion's are good metaphors for what's really going on. It's just a way for when you're low vibing for you to really understand it. You know what I'm saying? If your mind thinks in forms of written word and black and white and if it's written down it's facts, that's just a way for you to kind of get it like, a vehicle uh, exactly once you tap into your faith um i believe that's the real word that's the true (laughs) religion you know religion spirituality (laughs) is your faith Mm
0: -hmm. the the other thing that you said so you said um what did you say that you going inward it helped you understand how um the universe aligns with you right so uh some you, I think that's what you said, <laughs> what you said, but what I took from that, I was um talking to someone at, at, at one point about um, she was kind of going back and forth on what she wanted, like um so one day you know she might say, "Oh, you know i want let's just I'll just use a specific job, for example, you know, oh, I want to be um you know, I want to build homes for a living, and I really want this you know job to come." um, uh, to fruition for me, I really want it to, you to know, happen for me. Then the next day, um, you know what I, I'm, I just want to do, I just want to be a basket weaver. That's all I want to do is basket weave. And then the next day, you know, I just want to, I just want to build a skating rink. That's what I want to do. And I, I tell her, I say, Geez, you have the universe, like doing all of this back and forth, <laughs> because as soon as you say, I want to be, to build these homes, the universe is like, okay, we're going to, let's all come together and give her this opportunity and platform to build the house. But then the next day you've told the universe, no, no, no. I, I want to, you know, I want to do the bath. Oh, okay. Let's re <laughs> let's rework it. She wants to do basket weaving. Okay. That's it. Because you know, the, the power is in your words. You're like commanding the universe to align with what you have expressed. So the the reason why you have all this chaos is because you're not focused <laughs> on what it is that you want, um, what, what you want you know so therefore you have all of these things i said and eventually i mean you may get all of these things but they're going to come in different packages and timing just based upon how you set the universe emotionally anyway that's just how i, I see it that doesn't mean it's true <laughs> but i agree i, I, agree. I definitely yeah. agree with you. yeah so totally agree